welcome to our Kingdom Culture Podcast. For today's message, we are thankful for what God is doing through this podcast to encourage and transform lives around the world. If you have a story to share about how God has encouraged or transformed your life through this podcast, we would love to hear about it by emailing us at mystory@kingdomculture.ca. If you would like to support this ministry financially to help us bring messages like this to you every week, you can do so online at kingdomculture.ca at the give option. We also would love to connect with you on our social media, on Instagram and Twitter at KC Ottawa and Facebook at Facebook slash Kingdom Culture Ottawa. We pray that you would experience God today and be encouraged through today's message. Enjoy! Hey, Kingdom Culture family, welcome. Happy Sunday. This is a very, very special day, although we're coming at you online for our online church community. We are also right now simultaneously live at our new venue for our soft launch day for our team. Now, this is a soft launch just to get the gears flowing again, moving again, so that we can come officially back where everybody can gather. And so I really hope that if you're not on the team, that you'd consider joining us on the team as we get back to real in-person services. Yes, it's at a new venue. We are not at the Cineplex. It's a temporary venue, temporary solution. Uh, We're going to kind of creep back up slowly, rebuild the walls, so to speak, as you heard just last week in last week's message. I really, really, really want to encourage you, join us if you feel comfortable for our official launch. All of the details are online and even here on the screen for you to watch or for you to get to go to the website, go to follow us on social, get all the information for our official launch. But we'd love for you to join us in person. But if you don't feel comfortable, there's absolutely no shame and condemnation in that. We please continue to join us online for these experiences. This is one way that we can stay connected to you. Light up the chat, stay involved, and we are continuing to move forward. And our prayer is that you would just feel connected even though you're online. We know we have some people that watch that are not from our own community and aren't from Ottawa, the Ottawa region. So please stay connected, continue. Let us know how we can support you even if you live abroad. And so like I said, today is a very, very special day. Finally, after literally almost two years, we're launching again. And so it's been two years of online pandemic church ministry. And so we are shifting gears here, excited, uh, and hope that you would join us. I want to share something today as we launch into this new season and as we prepare uh, for this new season. Psalms chapter 55, verse 19, reading from part of the verse here, something that always stuck out to me and I've always carried in my heart. And it's a contemplation of David, the psalmist. People were coming after him, enemies under some opposition, uh, just a lot of things going on that were really hurtful and painful for him uh, at the time. And he makes this statement, because they do not change, they therefore they do not fear God. Because they do not change, therefore they do not fear God. I believe change is one of the great demonstrations of our reverence and fear of God. When I say fear of God, I'm not talking about afraid in the corner that God's going to strike me and smite me and hit me with a bolt of lightning. I'm talking about a revering, honoring fear. When the Bible talks about fearing God in a good way, it's about reverent fear. It's about honor. It's like Matthew 6 prayer. Hallowed be your name. It's about honor. It's about honoring God in the midst of life. Revering God with our life. Offering, Romans chapter 12, 
Paul says, to offer our bodies as living sacrifices. That is our spiritual act of worship. That is one way that we offer or are revering or fearing God in a healthy way. And I believe that change also is a demonstration of that. If God is leading us, guess what? We're always changing. We're always adapting. We're always adopting new ideas. We're always adopting new methodology. We can never stick to what worked 10 years ago and expect it to work again. Like even in scripture, God is consistent in who he is, but he is absolutely inconsistent in how he does what he does. And you see this all throughout scripture. His provision may come one way in one season and a whole other way in another season, but his provision is consistent. But the way he chooses to do it, the method he chooses, the conduit he chooses, the pipeline he chooses to release it through is always changing. It's always adapting. And so therefore we have to adapt with it. We have to adopt these new methods, adopt these new changes. And so even for us coming back live after two years of being online, we have to adapt and we have to adopt. We have to adapt some things of how we did things in the past season. It won't look like, and it's not going to look like what it did in Cineplex when we were meeting live and in person. And we have to adopt some new ways of doing what we're doing and be okay with it. And even because we're under some of the guidelines and restrictions that the government has placed, especially in Ontario, over gatherings and how we do what we do, we have to kind of we have to abide by that. We have to figure out how we're going to maneuver within that and still move forward within those guidelines. And so part of part of fearing God, part of honoring God, God is changing when we need to change. And so as we come back to a new venue and things will feel and look different, I believe this is a huge huge part of this next season. Adapting and adopting adapting and adopting change is absolutely vital to kingdom life. And I want to look at today John chapter 21. This is our text. I'm going to read it one time and then I'm going to highlight certain key verses over the next several points, but I want to highlight 14 verses and as I read this, but then I'm going to pick apart just a few. I'm going to read the first 14 verses just to give you the storyline, okay? John chapter 21, Jesus is already resurrected and he's appearing to different people. This is the third time that he's appearing to his disciples after he was raised from the dead, okay? It says in chapter one, and when I say disciples, not all of them at the same time. Chapter one, verse, or chapter 21, verse one in John says, afterward, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. It happened this way, Simon Peter, Thomas, uh, Nathaniel from Cana and Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. Verse 3, I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them. And they said, we'll go with you. So they went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Okay, now these were seasoned fishermen. They were out all night, struggling, toiling, trying to catch fish, but that night they caught nothing. Verse 4, early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. He called out to them, friends, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. Now, funny because Jesus, knowing they had no fish, is almost like rubbing it in their face. Haven't you got any fish? You remember, 
When I called you, I said I'd make you a fisher of men. I called you out of the fishing lifestyle and I said, I'm gonna make you a fisher of men. And I died and you kind of forgot about all the things that I promised. These guys kind of went back to their old ways. They still had some discouragement in them. Peter had denied Jesus three times, had not made men's yet, had not made restoration, hadn't been reinstated, so to speak. And so you gotta understand the state of the disciples at this point. They see this guy, they don't even recognize him because why? Because the sacrifice Jesus looks very different than the resurrected Jesus. Okay, it's just like the old you looks very different than the new you, spiritually speaking. Well, they couldn't recognize that it was actually Jesus calling to them from the shore. And then he says a question that in my mind feels like it's rubbing it in your face. Have you not caught any fish yet? Like, because in the end, guess who, who is the source? Who is the provision? It's him. It's him. He's trying to show himself as, listen, I'm going to change the game for you guys. I'm resurrected. I'm going to show you things that you've never seen possible. Now it's time to get your hands dirty and to go to the next level of your discipleship. Haven't you caught any fish? No, they answered. Verse 6, he said, throw your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. I love it because they were on the wrong side. How many times in life have we been struggling to get something that's not been working out for us because we've been casting our net on the wrong side of the boat? Jesus comes and says, throw your net on the right side. I know he was speaking right versus left, but I'm just talking, I'm going a little bit deeper. It's the right side of the boat because it's the right side to catch the fish. And so I love it. When they did, when they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. Interestingly enough, I think it's just one little detail, one minor maneuver in life that often sets our life up for great success and significance. Sometimes it's the little things, like that little adjustment from the left to the right changed everything. And I'm not talking about politically here. I'm talking about just the left side of the boat to the right side of the boat. It was the right side. It was a small maneuver. It was a small change, but because they changed highlight the word change, the side of the boat that they were fishing in, that's when they caught the multitude of fish. That's when the breakthrough happened. Then verse seven, then is the disciple whom Jesus loved, who was John, said to Peter, it is the Lord. As soon as Simon Peter heard him say, it is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him for he had taken it off and jumped into the water. The other disciples followed in the boat, towing the net of full of fish for they were not far from the shore, about a hundred yards. When they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals there with fish on it and some bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish you have just caught. So Simon Peter climbed back into the boat and dragged the net ashore. It was so, it was full of large fish, 153 fish. But, but even with so many, the net was not torn. Interesting that they had what they needed to handle the catch that God had for them. Now, this is a, I believe this is an encouragement for you. You have right now what you need to handle, what God wants to give you, but you may just be on the wrong side of the boat right now. You may just be in the wrong position. One small change can change everything, but you have the capacity. You have the net to hold what God wants to give you in 2022, but you just have to change and maneuver, listening to him, his instruction. Okay. So 150 three fish and the net had not been torn. Verse 12, Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. None of the disciples dared ask him, who are you? 
They knew it was the Lord. Verse 13, Jesus came, took the bread, gave it to them, and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. If you're taking notes, write this down. Time to adapt, ready to launch. I believe this is a prophetic message. I know the last several weeks have been kind of like this, especially well, the first week and then Boxing Day. I know we had a guest speaker, uh, second week of January, awesome message, Teofilo Hayashi, thank you so much. As well as an archive message, which I really hope blessed you, even though it's an older message, even though I look way different than I do right now, uh, at least I think I do. Um, I hope it encouraged you as we prepare to launch in this season. I believe it's all chronologically important that we get some of this uh, revelatory truth into us as we launch back in as a community in this season, but also whatever it is that for you in this season it is. Maybe it's family, maybe it's restoration and relationship, maybe it's job, career, whatever it is for you, it affects and touches every area of our lives. So it's time to adapt. It's time to launch. We're getting ready in this season. So many of you watching young and old, I believe, are ready to launch. Often I think those that are older, that are the retirees of the community think this doesn't apply to me. I don't believe that. I believe that you are ready to launch. It just may look different for you. I'm talking about the new opportunity, new project, new contracts, new career move, new business, new family, new marriage, new move, new mission in life. For the, all the retirees out there, like I just mentioned, this could be new focus on pouring into the next generation, new investment opportunities, new involvement in organizations that connect to your heart, new commitment to your families and being available, new fitness regimen, maybe new business. It's never too late. And there's so many more opportunities that you can launch into. I want to share three important areas that we need to adapt to that I've found that I see in this passage in order to launch or relaunch out in this season. I say relaunch because for us as a community, today is a day where, we're be where we are beginning the relaunch season um, with new team members and old team members. And so if you're not any of that yet, I'd encourage you to jump on board. But especially uh, for anybody else out there, I believe that this connects to you and you'll find a way that it connects to you because the Holy Spirit will speak into those areas in your life. Number one, number one, we have to adapt the process. In seasons of change, in seasons where we're adapting, if we're gonna launch out into what God has for us, we have to adapt the process. John chapter 21, verse three, very important thing to highlight. When Peter said, I'm going out to fish, the people, the disciples said, we'll go with you. And they went out and got into the boat, verse 3, but that night they caught nothing. They caught nothing. How many processes have you been living in or repeating in your life that aren't catching you anything, that are frustrating? Like you're just not getting fish. Like you got the net, you have the skill, you know that this side of the boat has worked in the past, but it's just not working right now. This is the process that you've been used to. It's always worked for you, but now it's not working. Man, the way that I used to, you know, the places I used to take my wife or my husband on a date, you always worked and I was always great, but now this restaurant no longer works for us. It doesn't fit our health regimen or fit our lifestyle anymore or whatever the case may be. It could apply to every area of life management in your workplace. Like this process that you've had in place for over a decade no longer is producing the results that you are hoping that it would produce. 
that it used to produce. It says in verse 4, Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore. The disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. He called out to them, Friends, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. And verse 6, key verse I want to highlight. He said, Throw your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. Like I said in the beginning, this is the right side because it's the right side. It's always the right side when it's the side that Jesus tells us to throw the net on. It's always the right process when it's the process that Jesus wants us to move into. It's always the right thing when it's the right thing that Jesus is calling us to do. And all it was, all it was, was a small little maneuver, like I said in the beginning, a small little change, a small little adaptation, and yet the breakthrough happened as a result. Throw your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. Think of a process in your life that isn't working right now. It's time to adapt that process. Stop trying the same thing over and over again because it worked before. I remember at 20 years of age, 20 years of age, this is when I was developing my first school curriculum on the supernatural, which became the School of Daniel, which now is the Supernatural Leadership School. And I, and I remember in the beginning, hours and hours, I'd go to Starbucks or Tim Hortons, spend hours and hours just editing my courses, like hours and hours of material refining my written materials and and then pr going to the the printer and printing literally like one by one and recording and copying all of my DVDs and CDs and putting all the things together and I literally was doing everything and learning how to get my hands in everything and eventually for me to continue to develop more and to speak more and to do more schools, I had to now change my process. I couldn't do all of that and do everything else that I was doing. This is as a 20 year old. I was working full time. Things were, it was just crazy. I was trying to manage both things and I had to build a team. I had to build a team over time to help take the load off of that stuff so I could focus on the teaching part of it. And I had to change my process. And when I changed my process, everything began to shift. It's like I had the net. I had the net and it worked for a while. I could manage it for a while, but eventually it wasn't working anymore. I couldn't handle it all. So I had to build a team and change my process, change the side of the boat that I was putting my net on. When I did that change, everything shifted again. And I began traveling around the world doing this school. And it became an official, official process uh, in 2004, an official, official school in 2004. Number two, adapt for presence. We have adapted the process. Number two, we have adapt for presence. Don't adapt from fear, adapt from wisdom. Let me say that again. It's in your, it should be up there on the screen. Don't adapt from fear, adapt from wisdom. Wisdom runs towards presence. Fear runs from it. Let's read John chapter 21, verse seven. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. As soon as Simon Peter heard him say, it is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him for he had taken it off and jumped into the water. He didn't think about it. He didn't complicate it. He didn't overanalyze it. He knew it was the Lord. As soon as he knew, this is his first real interaction with Jesus since his denial of Jesus three times. He hadn't had a restoration moment, a reinstating moment with Peter yet or with Jesus yet. 
He leaves everything. He leaves the fish. He gets up out of the water. It's messy. He's getting wet. He doesn't care about the circumstances. And he goes for presence. He adapts for presence. If you want presence, if you want to go after God's presence and make him a priority in your life, it will be messy. It will be dirty. You'll you'll sometimes have to sacrifice the other things in life. I mean, he could have been hyper-focused on his harvest. He could have been thinking, okay, I can't leave all this here. I can't leave it all here. But, you know, like I, he could have overanalyzed the situation, but he adapted in the moment and repositioned himself for presence. He's going after the presence. I just want, Jesus, I have to encounter you. I have to go after you. I have to reconnect with you. I, it's, I, I need you. You're the only thing that matters. Adapt for presence. This is where Peter was reinstated. All things were made new for him. It was his chance for redemption. Are you running towards his presence in this season? Are you running towards his voice in this season? Are you going to step out in this season as you heard in the first week of January talking about it's a water walking season. Peter had already walked on the water. Now he's running through the water. Water uh, you know, the elements around him, they don't matter when it comes to Jesus, whether he's on the shore calling to him or on the water calling to him saying, walk, Peter. Peter's getting up out of the boat, leaving what feels like even his blessing, his breakthrough, sacrificing the moment, getting out of what's comfortable, and he's going after the presence of God. This is what I want to encourage us in this season to adapt for his presence. We may not have all the the organizational tools that we used to have in our last venue. We may not have um, the amount of rooms and space available for kids that we had in the last venue. We, not may, we may not even have the same worship experience that we used to have in the last venue, but we're going to adapt for his presence. We're going to go after his presence in this season, towards his voice. We're not going to let the circumstances affect our pursuit of his presence Whenever you, when nothing else matters but his presence in your business, family, relationships, etc., that's when the unstable in your life becomes stable. And this is what happened for Peter. Number three, adapt for purpose. Adapt for purpose. Adapt for purpose. Their purpose. Their purpose. The disciples, Peter, in the boat was to catch fish. It wasn't until they adapted the process and went for the presence that they were able to haul in their purpose. Remember, Peter left the fish where they were, left the fish, left the boat, went after the presence, then came back in, and they hauled in the fish after. it was We don't catch our purpose until we can adapt our process, listening to his voice, making sure that his presence is number one priority. Then we will see our purpose made manifest. They were able to haul in the fish. Verse 11, chapter 21 says this. So Simon Peter climbed back into the boat and dragged the net ashore. It was full of large fish, 153. But even with so many, the net was not torn. And they hauled it in and had breakfast with Jesus. I just believe these are three important truths that we need in this season as we are getting ready, as you are getting ready to launch in this season. It's time to adapt. Remember, change is a demonstration that we revere God. Change is a demonstration that we fear God in a healthy way. When we listen to his voice, when sometimes it makes no sense, it's a slight maneuver. How could it be that I just throw the net on this side and all of a sudden, magically, I'm just gonna catch a whole bunch of fish. I've been fishing all night. 
on this one side of the boat and it's not been working. One small little change, how is that gonna work? But I revere, I fear, I'm willing to lay it all down for the purpose of listening and staying obedient to God's voice. So as we adapt, we have to adapt to the process, adapt for presence, and ultimately we adapt for purpose. My prayer for you this morning is that change would feel normal in 2022. That change would feel like a part of your spiritual repertoire, that you're ready to hit change dead on. You're ready to attack it. You're ready to go with it, move with it, to maneuver with it. You're ready to address the processes in your life that maybe haven't been working. You're ready to go after his presence in a new way, making his presence a priority in your life. You're ready to see your purpose made manifest because you've adapted to the process and because you're going after his presence. When God tells you to go back in and haul those fish in, you're ready to get dirty, to get into the waters of adversity in life and pull in the net that's heavy, that is full of your breakthrough. Pull it in and to utilize, that you'd be ready to enjoy really the fruit of your labor in this next season, your purpose made manifest. I wanna encourage you to position your heart in this season, to say, I'm gonna launch out, I'm launching out. This is gonna be a year of launching out, whether it's career, whether it's you know church, whether it's family, something, whatever it is in your life. But remember, to launch out, you have to adapt. You have to adapt to the things that God is calling you to adapt to. You're going to have to adopt some things in this season, adopt new methodology, adopt new ways of doing things to see the things that I believe God wants you to see in 2022. So let me pray for you. God, I thank you for what you're going to do and how you're going to do it in 2022. Surprise us. Surprise us, God. I pray that you would speak to us clear. Give us clarity where there's a whole bunch of cloudiness in Jesus' name. God, I thank you for what you're doing today on our launch, on our launch day, our soft launch day. And I pray that God, as we launch today, God, there just be new strength in our house, new strength in our community, in the name of Jesus, amen. Love you, Kingdom Culture. Hope to see you on our official launch day. Don't forget, check out our social, check out our website for all the details. We will see you soon. Oh my gosh, what, what an incredible experience. I was super encouraged mm -hmm. and I hope you were all very much encouraged as well. And if you do not know Jesus and you're like, man, and if you're wanting to adapt to God's purpose, presence mm -hmm. and process, I just want to invite you to repeat this prayer after me. It's super simple. Romans 10, 9 says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart mm -hmm. that Jesus was raised from the grave, you shall be saved. And so it's it's that simple and we mm -hmm. want to be a part of this journey with you. So if you're interested and if you're like, yes, I want this life, just repeat after me and saying, Father, I thank you mm -hmm. for your love and your life here on earth. I thank you that it didn't finish at the cross, mm -hmm. but it continues today as I say yes to you because you rose from the grave so that I could have life and life mm -hmm. abundantly. Amen. 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 And if you prayed that prayer this morning, I want to encourage you to reach out to us. Yes, we would love absolutely. 
to support you in your next step with in your next steps with Christ and giving your life to Jesus is truly the best thing Absolutely. that you could ever do Absolutely. for your life. So reach out to us at prayer at kingdomculture.ca. Let us know. We would love to hear from you and connect with for you sure. and see how we can help you on um, on this journey and this journey with life and just be involved with that. So thank you so much for joining yes. us this morning. We can't wait to see you in person. February 6th. And until then, we will be praying for you and yeah. we're here with you online. Love you guys. Bye.